The Passion of Our Lord Jesus Christ According to St. Mark. As soon as it was morning, the chief priests with the elders and scribes and the whole council held a consultation. And they bound Jesus and they led him away and delivered him to Pilate. And Pilate asked him, Are you the king of the Jews? And they answered him, You have said so. And the chief priests accused him of many things. And Pilate again asked him, Have you no answer to make? See how many charges they bring against you. But Jesus made no further answer, so that Pilate wondered. Now at the feast, he used to release for them one prisoner for whom they asked. And among the rebels in prison who had committed murder in the insurrection, there was a man called Barabbas. And the crowd came up and began to ask Pilate to do as he was wont to do for them. And he answered them, Do you want me to release for you the king of the Jews? For he perceived that it was out of envy that the chief priests had delivered him up. But the chief priests stirred up the crowd to have him release for them Barabbas instead. And Pilate again said to them, Then what shall I do with the man that you call king of the Jews? And they cried out again, Crucify him! And Pilate said to them, Why? What evil has he done? But they shouted all the more, Crucify him! So Pilate, wishing to satisfy the crowd, released for them Barabbas. And having scourged Jesus, he delivered him to be crucified. And the soldiers led him away inside the palace, that is, the praetorium. And they called together the whole battalion, and they clothed him in a purple cloak. And plaiting a crown of thorns, they put it on him. They began to salute him, Hail, King of the Jews! And they struck his head with a reed, and they spat upon him, and they knelt down in homage to him. And when they had mocked him, they stripped him of the purple cloak, and they put his own clothes on him, and they led him out to crucify him. And they compelled a passerby, Simon of Cyrene, who was coming in from the country, the father of Alexander and Rufus, to carry his cross. And they brought him to the place called Golgotha, which means the place of a skull. And they offered him wine mingled with myrrh, but he did not take it. And they crucified him, and divided his garments among them, casting lots for them, and decided what each should take. And it was the third hour when they crucified him. And the inscription on the charge against him read, The King of the Jews... And with him they crucified two robbers, one on his right and one on his left. And those who passed by derided him, wagging their heads and saying, Aha, you who would destroy the temple and build it in three three days, save yourself and come down from the cross. So also the chief priests mocked him to one another with the scribes, saying, He saved others, he cannot save himself. Let the Christ, the King of Israel, 
Come down now from the cross that we may see and believe. Those who were crucified with him also reviled him. And when the sixth hour had come, there was darkness over the whole land until the ninth hour. And at the ninth hour, Jesus cried with a loud voice, Eloi, Eloi, lama sabachthani, which means, My God, my God, why hast thou forsaken me? And some of the bystanders hearing it said, Behold, he is calling Elijah. And one ran and filling a sponge full of vinegar, put it on a reed and gave it to him to drink, saying, Wait, let us see whether Elijah will come to take him down. And Jesus uttered a loud cry and breathed his last. And the curtain of the temple was torn in two from top to bottom. And when the centurion who stood facing him saw that he thus breathed his last, he said, Truly, this man was the Son of God. Father, now as we contemplate this amazing, heartbreaking, exhilarating story, may you be with us and teach us for your glory. Amen. I don't know about you guys, but I love superhero movies. I don't know if you have noticed, if you've watched many superhero movies, but it always seems like towards the end of the movie, it looks like there is no hope. And then, out of the rubble, a hand bursts through and the hero comes back to save the day. One of my favorite superhero movies is not exactly what you might think about in terms of uh, a superhero movie. And in fact, it was much better as a book, as they usually are. And in fact, we have it on sale in our bookstore. But that's another matter. The Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe. I, anytime I'm reading any of the Chronicles of Narnia, I get so excited when I know that Aslan is about to come. Now, as you may or may not know, in The Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe, there are uh, there is Aslan, who is the glorious, magnificent, golden lion with a mane full of light and power and strength. And there is the white witch, who is the evil, sniveling uh, witch who turns people into stone. And she holds all of Narnia as the fake queen. She holds all of Narnia under her power, and it is always winter and never Christmas. But, four children find their way into this enchanted world from our world, and they are Peter and Susan and Edmund and Lucy. And in this world, in Narnia, the land of the White Witch, there is an ancient prophecy that says four human children will come and sit on the thrones together at the ancient castle and that all will be put 
to rights. And so you can imagine that if anybody's going to be sitting on, come and sit on the throne, that the white witch who is in charge of all of Narnia and keeps them under their thumb and turns any of her enemies and any traitors into stone, that she does not want to hear anything about four children making their, her, their way into her country. Well, one of these children, Edmund, aligns himself with the witch. He didn't know exactly what he was doing. In fact, he never really figured it out until the very end. It just seemed to come naturally to him. His brother and his sisters, uh, they were all for, for Aslan, but just the name of Aslan made Edmund shudder. But as it turns out, what Edmund didn't know was that by aligning himself with the white witch, he was therefore kept from access to the very thing that he was created for. That he could not go forward as a king because he had betrayed his brother and his sisters and Aslan himself. And no traitor could be a king in Narnia. And the queen knew that. But Aslan knew it too. And Aslan knew that anyone who aligned themselves like that, anyone who was a traitor, who betrayed him, that the cost of being a traitor was death. That was the ancient magic in Narnia. Everyone knew it. And there was nothing that they could do to, tra- to change that. Death had to, was the price for Edmund's life and for his treachery. But do you remember, have you, if you've seen it or if you've read the book, have you read the book? Did somebody read that book to you? I watched it. You watched it. Well, you should get him to read it to you because it is so much better. Aslan has a conference with the witch, right? Do you remember that? And she comes out of the tent and she says, uh, Aslan says, the witch has forfeited her claim on the boy's life. But what he doesn't announce is that he himself, Aslan, will take his place. In an incredible scene in the movie, but as again, much better in the book, the majestic lion pads forth through the night up to the ancient stone table, an altar of sorts. And all the hags and the cruels and the and the gargoyles and the and the vultures and the bats are all waiting for him. And the white witch. And they shave his mane and they tie him tight. And they mock him and they jeer at him as if he could do anything tie, to them tied up. It's a, it's a very cowardly dark scene. And then in a great act of treachery from the the witch's perspective, but an incredible act of mercy from Aslan's, the witch kills the lion in place of Edmund. Edmund got to live And in fact, he would have now access to the very thing that he was created for. Because Aslan took his place. 
However, what the witch did not know was magic that was deeper still. Magic that was formed before the dawn of the dawn of time. And Aslan rose again in majesty. His mane was growing back. He was bigger and more majestic uh, than ever. Now, I love that story. But one of the reasons that I love that story is because I am like Edmund. And so are you. Jesus took our place upon that cross. It looked like there was no hope. The lion died. The Savior, the Messiah, He died. And what is amazing to me is that Jesus calls out from the cross, My God, my God, why have you forsaken me? This awful silence as Jesus is looking across heaven, calling out for the first time in eternity, the Father did not return His cry. There was a separation between Jesus and the Father because Jesus had taken our sin. And then He breathed His last. And then a remarkable thing that Mark tells us in his Gospel, that the curtain of the temple was torn in two from top to bottom. Now what you may not know, is that in the temple, there was the part of the temple that the people could, could go to, and then there was everything behind the curtain. The curtain was 60 feet tall. And it was 30 feet wide. It was said to be as thick as a man's hand. Behind that curtain was the dwelling place of God Himself and no one could go back there. And yet, as soon as Jesus breathed His last, the curtain of the temple was torn into two pieces. But you know what? It was torn from top to bottom. God Himself, because of the sacrifice that Jesus made, because Jesus died in our place, God Himself ripped that curtain wide open so that we, you and I, might have access to the very thing that we were created for. That we were created to be in a relationship with God. And because of aligning ourselves with all the white witches of this world, and with Satan himself. We could not have access to the very thing that God had for us. And yet, because of that sacrifice of Jesus on the cross, God broke that curtain open 60 feet down, top to bottom, so that you and I might have what we were created for, a relationship with God. God so loved the world that He gave to us His only Son that whoever believes in Him might not perish but have everlasting life. Amen? Amen. Amen.